Welcome to the Crypto Pro Show, hosted by Stacy T. Turner. Mr. Turner is an institutional crypto consultant, crypto fund manager, and author of the Crypto Pro newsletter and the book Tiptoe into Crypto. Prior to committing to crypto, Mr. Turner was ranked a top three trader in the USA by Bloomberg and traded over $10 billion per year as a principal owner of several hedge funds and broker-dealers. His insights begin right this minute. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Pro Show. I have a question here from a listener. What exactly is a DAO? This is in response to a um, the Constitution DAO story, which you, you may or may not have seen. So I'll just briefly tell you about that. So there were, there were these two guys, Austin and Graham. They're 25-year-old guys. They live in Atlanta and they are finance guys and they started a Discord chat and they were launching an effort to buy one of 13 original copies of the United States Constitution. It was uh, going to be auctioned off through Sotheby's. So within one week of launching this decentralized autonomous organization or DAO, they raised over $40 million and um, they did it on a platform called Juicebox. So this group broke a major record. They, within 72 hours, they had crowdfunded $40 million. So that is a record. And even though they did not win the bid for the copy of the constitution, it states on their website, and I'm going to quote them. And I believe exactly, uh, this I feel the same that they do on this. And it, it says, quote, this project was a landmark event that showed the entire world that a group of internet friends can use the power of Web3 to face a seemingly insurmountable goal and achieve incredible results on an impossible timeline." End of quote. So although I do a much deeper deeper dive in a book I have, it's called Taoism. It's available for pre-order on Amazon for now, but for this episode, I just want to answer this question and um, get our feet wet, so to speak, and just talk about what a DAO is, what a DAO isn't, and explore some of the attributes. Because I do believe that it's, it's very possible that your future employer may be a DAO. Um, for example, Lewis Freiberg, he tweeted that the empty set dollar ESD DAO is paying him a $180,000 salary to be the DAO's community manager. And he goes on that this was the highest salary role of his career. So um, DAOs are maybe under the radar a little bit right now, but they aren't as much as you may think they are. So the um, Bitcoin, which trades $50 billion per hour and has a value or market capitalization of $1 trillion uh, is a DAO. And so that that is uh, obviously fairly um, uh, popular. It's just uh, a lot of people don't know the, the terminology. So um, let's just touch, about, touch on what is a DAO and what isn't a DAO. So 
as in the example of Constitution DAO, a DAO is just uh, like it's, it sounds as a decentralized autonomous organization is uh, it's, it's basically the way to bring together a group around a shared goal and then coordinate that shared goal through a set of rules and those rules are enforced on the blockchain. So one of the um, major things is that centralization versus decentralization. So before we go any deeper, let's touch on what a DAO is not. So a nation state is a public governance, a for-profit company that would be corporate governance, like a, a C Corp, S Corp, LLC, and then a nonprofit organization like a 501c3 obviously a centralized governing body and then uh global institutions uh that's uh like the united nations or something that would be a central authority and um you know even though they do have a common goal so they have that in common with the dow it's it's uh very very different how those are are maintained so um just starting with the purpose of a dow the common goal. So in, instead of having a corporation or some central authority, its members and broader community just agree over a set of foundational principles. And uh, that just defines their goal and precise rules and how to cooperate and move forward. So therefore, unlike governments and companies, they just don't have that hierarchy and um, essentially are a network of stakeholders all cooperating around the common mission. Um, so there are obviously some pros and some cons of DAOs. Uh, one of the biggest pros is, is that, you know, decentralized uh, governance. And um, then the incentives are very much aligned because um, with corporations, you often have to build a customer base and then you have to monetize the clients. You try to raise prices on them get whatever you can and, and raise revenue. So there's a inherent conflict and that just doesn't exist with the DAO because the people that are contributing to the DAO are also getting paid from the DAO and are incentivized to achieve the, the mission. And if, if this is confusing, if you think of Wikipedia, it is not a DAO, but because it was, you know, put together a, a, a long time ago and just, but it's, it's sort of like a DAO in the sense that everyone contributes and um, those Wikipedians call each other out. If, if anyone posts anything that's incorrect, then, you know, it's sort of, um, uh, you know, the crowd just uh, points out what's, what's wrong and, and you change it. And if you could get paid wiki tokens, for your work, then that would essentially be cryptocurrency. And that's sort of how a DAO works. It's just open source. Anyone can come, anyone can contribute as long as they go by the rules and anyone can be rewarded. So um, that is substantially different than having to try to get hired at, at Apple or Google or, or whatever. Um, that open source is, is um, very important differentiator. So um, it's also trustless, trustless. So normally you have to trust whoever you're working with. And with DAOs, it's the, the um, trust required for members to cooperate is minimized. So generally stakeholders can cooperate uh, 
freely around this common goal without knowing or trusting each other at all. It's uh, built into the to the code on the blockchain, and uh, that's just how rewards and, and rules are, are set up. So uh, because of that, you can also have people from all over the world working on this. So I guess we could say it's it's global immediately versus a corporation where you have to have a tremendous amount of legal and logistic work to create a global company with a DAO. It's just immediate open source. Anyone from any all over the world can just come in and work on it. And it's transparent. So all the rules, technology, and mechanisms, all right there available for public scrutiny. Anyone can access the code. They can see the balance sheet. And um, it's right there on the public blockchain, completely transparent at all times, down to every transaction with Constitution DAO. Even though they didn't win the bid, you can still go back and see uh, every single transaction. Um, so that inclusive nature and that open source, transparent nature, it leads to sort of a, um, a point that I've heard made a few times is that community is the biggest part of a DAO because it's literally owned and operated by this community of people that really don't know each other and, and could leave at any time. So it, those rules and uh, rewards have to be very clear and for, for everyone to be on board. Um, it's also obviously more scalable than say a corporation with all the red tape that it takes to, um, you know, uh, expand into other countries and market segments and uh, the, the leadership with a corporation, you may have to, you know, change leadership, hire new people. Um, that obviously has overhead and cost involved that, um, that make it less scalable than, than a DAO. Um, so there are some, some obvious cons, like for example, the nimbleness of a, of a DAO may be less than a corporation because a CEO could just, you know, easily change the direction of the firm. Um, maybe he gets a little pushback from the board if it was completely crazy, but, um, with a, with a DAO, you have to have consensus. So Bitcoin will likely never be able to implement decisions quickly or even undertake really important side projects. Now that can be a pro and a con, right? Too many side projects, you lose sight of your, your mission and, and your corporation or organization can, can fall apart. Um, whereas with the, the DAO, it's very, very focused. And in fact, the changes recently made to Bitcoin called Taproot took four years to be agreed upon and implemented. So um, another con would be that people could leave the group anytime. They could even, because this code is open source, if a large enough number of people wanted to leave and start a, a new DAO, competing DAO, then they could just copy the code and make a better organization. So. Um, but let's just uh, touch on a couple of examples of uh, DAO-like organizations. So, so there are some sort of, you know, companies who've made directions towards a DAO where they uh, have their customers also benefiting from purchases and things. The one that jumps out at me is REI. 
the recreational equipment company. They have a consumer cooperative and the company has almost $3 billion in revenue and the consumers, not just the shareholders, they also earn a dividend based on the purchases they make. So interesting model there, and it is moving more towards a, a DAO type of model. Um, uh, token holders of MakerDAO, which is uh, building a decentralized stablecoin, they're able to govern the system and vote on parameters such as fees charged, uh, et cetera. So that's just a full blown DAO example. Another one would be Curve DAO, which is building an automated market maker, which really doesn't matter, but it's an AMM and it generates fees. And then from those fees, there is revenue sharing for any of the token holders of the Curve DAO that decide to lock their tokens. They actually just get paid for their contribution. And um, there's the Aragon network. That is a digital jurisdiction where anyone can come up, create a DAO, invite people to join and cooperate around, you know, whatever their shared mission is. Anyone in the world can, can join in. Um, a really fun one is Yield Guild Games. That's a play to earn gaming guild that is turning gamers into investors. So be nice to your teens because um, they are buying NFTs in games like Axie Infinity, League of Kingdoms, The Sandbox, and they are receiving dividends. They're getting paid for playing these video games on the DAO. Um, if any listeners are interested in building a DAO, <laughs> Aragon, I mentioned already, there's also DAO Stack, DAO House, uh, Llama, Myco, um, Juicebox that I mentioned in the beginning. So with all of those, you don't have to, to build everything from scratch. A lot of the stuff is already put in place for you. Um, there's also Snapshot, and Snapshot is very specific. It manages the proposals for voting and token, token holders. It just makes it easy to see uh, all the relevant details of the proposal and the status of the vote. Um, so there's all kinds of tools being created out there that will further the cause. Um, so I think it's just important at this point to, to know the, that it's very possible that, um, that you will hear more and more about DAOs. I think it's uh, highly likely. Um, they help large groups of people work together from all over the world and companies can do that, but they tend to take a long time to get set up and it just feels very different working for, you know, a company with a hierarchy and, you know, your, your tier and you don't really have a say and you don't really get a direct dividend, um, versus these, these DAOs, which, um, you know, it's, you, you feel like you're just a contributor and getting paid for, for your work. So I think the future looks extremely bright for DAOs. And um, it's notable that the there was a Wyoming DAO bill passed through the Wyoming Senate committee that would help with the creation of legally recognizing DAOs in uh, at least in, in Wyoming. And then I would expect to see that in, in other states as well, because anytime there's money involved, um, I would say that the, the regulators are certainly want to 
to uh, get in there and try to control it the, the best that they can at least. So, um, so watch out for the future. I think it is highly likely that you or someone you know will be a participant, a stakeholder, um, uh, a miner possibly in a DAO at some point. And I will be following closely to keep you abreast of our shared DAO future. So if you do appreciate gaining DAO, blockchain, crypto, and investing knowledge from a professional perspective, please follow, subscribe, like, and donate. I will continue to improve the quality of the Crypto Pro Show, starting with getting an editor ASAP. <laughs> and uh, my next episode will explore and critique the top crypto exchanges available to U.S. citizens. I will reveal which exchange I prefer after using a number of them for a number of years and putting um, money from my bank account into those. And so there's, there's just a lot of nuances that one might not expect about, uh, you know, is it easy or difficult to move your fiat currency in and out of the exchange? Um, once you've purchased the coins, can you transfer them to a wallet or spend them? And um, that is what I'll be, be covering next. And uh, I'll let you know which one I prefer for my friends, family, and for myself. So today, Thanks for listening and try to keep it simple. Believe in yourself and take one step in the direction of your dreams. And we will catch up on the next episode.